Who I want to be is who I am. Welcome to Metaphysics of Photography Podcast, where we discuss elevated personal branding for mystical misfits and rock stars, as in crystals. I am Adanis, also known as Ultra, your host. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Okay, so the topic today is who I want to be is who I am. And I want to tell you straight up, I did not make that up. Actually, I was um, working on my master's thesis and uh, I have to review like, I don't know, 10 books, some some extraordinary. And I caught this, um, I caught this in one of the books that I'm reviewing. And it speaks to how accessible our ideal persona is to us not just accessible but it is it's a little bit of a mind fuckery because it's like whoever you want to become that's who you really are and anything in the way that says that negates that it's like well i want to be rich well that's who you really are but you're gonna have this belief system that says well no you're not that the no you're not that is what needs to be handled so let's talk about how we get into overriding that voice um, just using visualization, okay? So whatever you're able to conceive and hold in your mind's eye has an incredible amount of power. On a psychological level, it helps you manifest your reality, not because of magic. I mean, there is magic in here, but we're talking about just you know, psychologically, what is happening inside your brain is that you're actually giving your brain an opportunity when you um, give it a focus, you look, you give it like an instruction to look for this in your real reality. And so your brain is a analyzer and it's, it sorts information and it categorizes like good, bad, unknown, da da da, and it's always constantly analyzing and categorizing. And if something's painful, it has a category for that. And if something happens, and a lot of the things that it does, it creates these um, these shortcuts. So instead of like when you have a painful experience, instead of like going through all the painful unraveling, it's a shortcut, and you're like, whenever this happens, you're sad. And then that's called the trigger, right? Where you don't even need to think about on a conscious level. You just have a knee-jerk reaction. Um, so what your brain essentially is doing on a scientific level is looking for more of what's already in the brain. So if you have nothing but chaos and pain and violence because of how you grew up, then your brain goes, well, we, this is this is what we're looking for. We're looking for more violence. We're looking for more pain because that's the only thing it could it could do. It's only focus you're giving it. And it's unconscious because if you grow up in a in a violent home, then it's just in there. You're just like, I don't even want to think like that. It's just in there. And so on another on another level, the brain is the mind is what I call the bridge or your imagination, the bridge between where you are and where your miracle is now i've heard stories in church about miracles like people get their hands laid on and they you know get a healing in their body i also heard the stories in the bible because i grew up christian of god and jesus and all the people is doing healings and things like that and so healing is 
a thing and it's a power that there's enough of us out there that believe in it. But we only use the term miracles in the context of a religion or maybe like, oh, that was a miracle. Like, oh, it's so impossible that it's just like extraordinary. And so sometimes when we are thinking of miracles, we don't give ourselves any scientific evidence because a miracle within itself is unexplainable. But what if everything had the two sides? It had a completely explainable side and a completely illogical side. The illogical part is that in the spiritual sense, there is no like A, B, C, D. There's no like linear way to get to anything. It's all frequency and vibration. So there isn't going to be a linear path. And so how do you access the most impossible of scenarios, one person being religious and another person not being religious? Well, they use the same power, the power of the imagination. Can you imagine, can you imagine that every single one of us has this one thing? And so in the Bible, it says that Jesus, you know, if you made, if you make Jesus like your Lord and Savior, you can um, partake on, on miracles and abundance and, and all the things. So essentially, we know that you can have all things through Christ, right? But also, I know people who have utilized visualization and meditation and um, uh, guided imagery to manifest things that I would consider miracles, except they don't call them miracles. I call them, you know, manifestation, but they're utilizing the same mechanism, which is the mind, the power to envision, to see what you really desire. You can attribute that power to God, or you could attribute it to science, and um, in the sense of not science, like a scientific thing, but science of the science of the mind, the brain, how it works, how it operates. So you can make it as mysterious as you want, or you can make it as scientific as you want, but the point is that they both get results, right? Whether you're religious or not, you're going to get results. So as I'm digging into this content, into this work, I come across the, the, um, this quote or this sentence. It says, who I want to be is who I am. And at first, when I first started reading the book, it kept talking about the ideal man, the ideal aim. And I was so lost. I was like, ideal aim. One must become their ideal aim. And I was like, wait, I'm just like, I get, I get it, but it's not sinking in. And then I see... This other phrase, who I want to be is who I am. And it all made sense. It made sense that if you visualize yourself as a wealthy person, then you can become that because of this statement. Who I want to be is who I am. And anything that opposes that is the illusion you've bought into. So what can you do today to... Um, illuminate more of that inner self that you want to be well here's the cool part you get to just create it so a good exercise would be to sit down and write who would be your ideal self how is she and i don't want you to get bogged down with how does she look how does she how does she sound what kind of clothes does she wear i feel like we do that work it's very superficial i want you to go deep into the 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 subterranean levels of your mind and ask yourself important questions like how does she think how does she solve problems what is the ideal way of resolving a problem well i would actually like to not have problems and some people would tell you especially coaches they would tell you like oh we're never gonna not have problems fuck you 
I, I, I am audacious in believing that you can create a reality without problems. I think it's utter nonsense. It's nonsense to say that it creates a negative perspective. It is not the truth. And it's also this codependency we see in the coaching industry where we are so afraid and so in our lack of prosperity that we forget to do our work correctly without without infusing into our advice um something that's beneficial to us now when i was training as a life coach and i was getting certified i think that we had these vowels that we had to be like agree right like the ethics code of ethics or whatever and i remember distinctly one saying that i will put my client's needs above my own how many coaches do you even hear that saying stuff like that all you hear is you got to be responsible buy responsibly da, 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 da. like yeah i get it but you're asking people to act like babies you know and in a sense that you can't make your own choices you're asking people like well you have to email them 1700 million times a day because people are forgetful and it's like you think that energy is forgetful you think that if i needed your product and service and i've been asking the universe to reveal something that i will come across your product or service and just ignore it if you think that i am that type of person and then really gives me insight into the type of people you're attracting and and what you think of your clients you think your client's not responsible enough to make big girl decisions, right? And then you want them to be a big girl. So you create this codependent relationship with your potential clients and your clients. And then when they're dependent, you get mad and blame them. That's not loving. That's not kind. That's not good ethics. That's not moral. But that's what I've observed. And observed from the very distant because, you know, I am closing down my Instagram today at some point, or maybe tomorrow, because everybody was just like, hey, find me on Facebook. And um, nonetheless, what can we do right now in this moment? Because I think that if you're like me, you've done a lot of work, and doing more work is not the solution. The solution, I think, is here is just crafting a really cool, ideal self. Um, I don't want you to look, again, I don't want you to be in that superficial, like, she dresses like this, she's got this, she's got money. I think that there's plenty of coaches and people out there that can help you with the superficial levels of personal development. But if you want to really change your life forever, then you're going to have to change who you are forever and continue that process. I don't think that that needs to be a challenge within itself. I think it's just a continual evolution, continual growth. Okay. So with that statement, I don't know I don't know that you need to go do a ton of work and I don't know that you need to um deep dive in um shadow work and uncovering your fears and da da da. I think that given all the work that you've done, I've I mean I've talked to people and coached people that have been in the industry for ten years and maybe even longer, and I'm just like, damn, you've been in the industry for ten years and you're not at at where you wanna be then we got to really look at where you want to be. Maybe that's not where you really want to be or you haven't been taught the right things, you know. Maybe we have created unconsciously this very dependent system, uh, codependent system, and the moment that a person feels free, we pull them back down like, well, this is this is not something you always have to work on yourself. It's like, oh, oh, Debbie Downer. Can we give people, like, 
better news than I can help you forever. Can we give someone um, uh, like rules and tips and, and laws that help them become empowered on their own? And like I told someone today, I was like, there's 7 billion people in the world. Why do we think we're going to run out of customers? Why do we think that because one person is fully healed, then that we're screwed because we're dependent on having consistent people in our in our programs? I would hope that this conversation helps you graduate people out of programs. Um, let people stay with you if they just want to. And if people just want to stay with you to grow, to continue to grow, I think you should charge them a lot of money. A lot of money. Close proximity, a lot of money. What I don't think you should do is charge a lot of money across the board if you claim to be someone who wants to help and heal the world. If you're not, like, you don't see... um. I don't know, these gazillionaires saying anything about contributing. So you don't have to contribute if you don't want to. Yeah, but what you don't get to do is say that you're here to heal the world and you're just here to make money. If you're here to just make money, then make money. You don't have to call... I think calling yourself a coach could have such a noble and a powerful impact. But if you're not interested in actually healing people and graduating them and giving them skills that they can tune into on their own you are creating a codependent business and there's no success in codependency whether it's romantic relationships or if it's um in business it's just no success in that read a book about it i promise you that so let's dig into this how can i become who i want to be based on this statement who i want to be is who i am who you want to be is who you are. Well, easily write down all the things, all the aspirations. Eliminate anything materialistic because as long as you're focused on material things, you're not going to be able to do this work at a deeper level. This is emotional work. This is energetic work and you got to get to the root cause. So what I'm suggesting is that rather than um, taking up a modality, I know that you know how to do this work. I know that you know how to heal. Um... I know that you know how to heal, so there, it makes no sense to keep doing healing. Here's what happens when you are essentially healed, but continue to do healing. You are creating this message inside of your head that you're not done. And there's a lot of advertising at this as well. Oh, you'll never be done. Fuck you. Yes, you will be done. You think Jesus wasn't done? Jesus was always in communion with the divine, but it, he wasn't like... He wasn't being taught by people. The, the scholars and the people who were teaching essentially the Hebrew religion, the Jewish religion, um, a lot of them were taking advantage of people, charging high taxes, and just basically um, being like the churches are, are now. You know, you have these mega churches and they're making billions of dollars tax-free and they're really not putting this into the community at all i think that uh, church has become a business and they should pay taxes i don't think that anybody really is out here working for god i used to give a lot of credit to joel austin and and um joyce myers i was like they feel real until um you know the until donald trump came around and everybody showed their true colors now donald trump let's just observe 
who he is. You could say that he's brave, he's a rebel, you could say whatever he is. But what we can say for sure is that he's he's not a kind person, he's not a nice person, he's not certainly concerned about anybody else's well-being except his own. And so we can see that there's plenty of negative traits. And none of these negative traits that hurt his ability to rise to the top right a person like him had donald trump been a black man he would be in jail so long ago if not shot in the face um in america is the only place where a white man could be so corrupt and walk around free and be president and have a loyal followings of corrupt people you know and am i upset about it no because freedom means that we have to not only have it for ourselves but we get to give it to everybody. The sun doesn't rise just for the good and the righteous. It rises for everybody. God's love is unconditional. It's not based on anything you have done. But it is a matter of acceptance. It is a matter of understanding. So I don't recommend you, my friend, who've been in the industry 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And if you haven't gotten the results you wanted in, the, in that time, um, hopefully this will make it like this will be the final thing that you try and, and and this will work i promise you so write down your ideal self and i want you to stay to the best of your ability in the context of energetics and emotions right my ideal self would never be triggered my ideal self if it's triggered passes so quickly that it's unnoticeable that my ideal self has a deep and powerful relationship with my inner child my inner child feels safe all the time my um, my ideal self is never intimidated. My ideal self is the best conversationalist in the, the world. My ideal self is the most memorable woman that's ever walked into a room. And so when I look at that, how easily can I attain that? When I'm not focused on material things, I'm focused on, well, what is the caliber and the quality of a person that is never triggered this is a person who is highly attuned with energetic mastery that's highly attuned with the divine that knows who they really are so i don't have to worry about buying myself red bottoms or like a cape and feel like you know a wannabe beyonce i don't have to do any of that because what i know i want to do and be at the emotional energetic level is something that i can calibrate to right now right? So if I am a person that wants to live a life dripped in truth, I can start living truthfully now. If I want to be a person that is peaceful, I can be peaceful now. If I want to feel abundant, see the thing is that abundance is not a feeling. Abundance is the result of a feeling. If I want to feel abundant, I will make sure that I understand what that feels like and it could feel like i am have nothing to worry about which means it's complete peace no matter what's going on in the world you know there could be world war three and i could be completely at peace and completely safe and completely undisturbed and unharmed even as i witness the things in the world completely unfazed so when we move away when we grow up when we graduate i'm not going to sit here and i wish i had a million dollars because I know that my ego is saying that's where your safety is. But I know that it's not. Because I've been maybe not at the million dollar level. But I've been at jobs and careers where I thought that I was making money. 
that was contributing to my household. First of all, when I was working outside of the house, I would leave the house, I don't know, like 6.30 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, not get home till 6.30 in the evening, 12 hours away from my family, away from my, away from my home. It really just wasn't serving me. And I was like, you know what? All the money that the people are paying me in these jobs, it really is not worth the freedom that I lost from working for myself. And so can I make money working for myself and generate that security? Sure, because I had a job and I could not generate that security. So now I understand that the security has to come from a different place. It has to come from a place of creation of identity all right so let's go into this identity work and i'm gonna help you i'm gonna make i'm gonna help you make it really super easy um i want you to do is to start to write down these um wonderful attributes write down the attributes kind of kind of kind of wife would you be if you had a million dollars right so we're not focused about the money we're focused on like the personality the activating of the frequency first the frequency always comes first you're never going to get money from lack all you're going to get from lack is more lack okay so we got to detach ourselves and we got to un untether things that have been tangled up maybe you connected money to safety and now those things are not necessarily um connected to another how can someone feel safe without a home without any money well there's people in tribes that um they they don't live in a mansion or a home their homes are like made of like straws or like wood you can just they're open they don't have doors so tell me how can that person feel safe they don't have any money they're they're in this environment where they're just living off the land how can they have feel safe and you you have a home you have money you have income you have status you have all the things and you don't feel safe the deep level work is so is so much more than the superficial 10k months 20k months can we please can we please be better than that because the money comes i will quote someone who, who i heard it from god i'm just like not remembering names today when i remember i'll share it with you but she says when the healing is complete the money always comes the money always comes when the healing is complete get to the healing get to the healing okay so i wanted to um you know write down all these qualities those internal personal qualities she's kind she doesn't lose her shit she curses like a sailor but people still see her as someone who's divinely inspired i mean you could write down all these things and really craft these ideal you the ideal you in the personal sense not in the materialistic sense and then every single day apply some of that Every single day, you know, if the ideal me never gets triggered and I notice that I'm always getting triggered, then that's the thing I have to work on. Not getting money, but becoming a person who doesn't get triggered, which means you get triggered more so you can handle it. You know what I'm saying? Um, what instead of focusing on money for me, when I was doing a lot of work around money and trying to build things around money and I'm, I've manifested money, but it wasn't ever consistent. And it's because we were just never dealing with the real issue. You know, and we were too focused on clearing up energy versus just utilizing the energy to imagine what's possible. So imagine what's possible. If you take this perfect ideal version of you, given this text, 
who I want to be is who I am. And you write all the things you want to be. And you're just like, I want to be all these things. I want to be um, someone who doesn't get triggered. I want to be who's someone who has money. I really want you to not be materialistic about it. Because this is not going to work if you start focusing on materials too much. I don't want to be triggered. Um, so my ideal personality is someone who's always um, aware. Someone who's always ahead of the proposed challenge someone who could see ahead someone who has a really powerful precognition that i mean that is worthy time to spend on imagine i have precognitive um gift so imagine that instead of me thinking and worrying about money i just worked on my precognition which means if i can see into the future maybe i can develop that more consistently do it more do it for more people if i really really work that muscle do you not think that i can utilize that to attract wealth and abundance, of course. And it's so clear and it's so easy to see that it is a product of what you do. Yet, we are going for a product and we can't because money is a placebo. Money is the excuse that we give ourselves to feel good. So what can you do outside of that? Well, you craft your ideal self here you are. This is you. Um, perfect to a T. Now, again, you could go into like, I look like this. I do. Da, da, da. I don't think that's healthy because a lot of the um, unconscious um, beliefs that we might have around beauty might have come to us um, from a false source. Um, my sister, she, we're Puerto Rican, but I don't have a big butt, but she does. Like big J-Lo big, you know, big butt like Puerto Rican big butt and I remember her being like 12 years old and um, a boy in school would touch her butt and the teachers didn't do anything and they were just like boys will be boys and I lost my shit because I was like that is sexual harassment that is a crime this is not okay this is something the school needs to take seriously but my sister because our we grew up with like people like Pamela Anderson and models from the 80s and 90s um, they were dramatically different than how we looked. And big booties were not on trend until now. So, 45 years old. <laughs> so, what I really um, saw my sister experience was what she hated her butt. She hated her body. She was like, why do I have to have such a big butt? And just made it mean something negative. And then, I don't know, 20 years later, big butts are you know accepted and popular and well received um so the vision that we held for beauty was a body that was not our bodies it was a white pamela anderson type of girl you know so we would never measure up to that look to that beauty standard ever you know it's not how the body is our shape it's not how we look it's not our culture so be careful with your physical desires because they could be coming from an incorrect, erroneous perspective. But if you only go for the emotion and if you only go for the energetics, you'll never miss the mark. Because if you say, well, I want to have a bunch of money. Great. Good for you. What for? Because I want to feel safe. Because I want to feel free. Because I want to feel ecstatic. Because I want to feel abundant. No, abundant is not a good one. Because I want to feel... Um, amplified because i want to feel significant well all these things are things you can generate from yourself how i generate significance for myself first of all i 
I understood that that was a core value, but I was like, how am I going to work this out when I believed that significance was coming from the outside in, that people were just like, I love you. You are amazing. Well, this is a really simple one that I'm going to give to you. And um, yeah, it's so simple. You could miss it, but you, you basically just compliment yourself. You do a good job. You just be like, girl, that is so good. I'm so proud of you. And you literally become, become that which you need to hear. You write down your ideal you and then you make yourself into the ideal you. But here's the, here's the catch. You don't actually have to you make yourself your ideal you because the ideal you is who you really are. I hope this conversation opens up your curiosity to learn more about how you can utilize the power of visualization and visualize yourself as the ideal version of you to actually propel yourself forward. The healing time, um, these layers are done. Maybe perhaps in the future you'll have some more layers, but at, in the meantime, if someone like Donald Trump could be a gazillionaire and not have an ounce of desire to help others, you and your desire to help others can make money even if you're not perfect, even if you're not healed. As a matter of fact, understanding that and like letting go of the perfectionism of trying to be an angel, that's why I didn't pursue and I will not pursue um, like a full-blown ministerial career um, outside of metaphysics because I am not interested in having to mold myself and change who I am in order to fit into some religious mold. I'm more interested in the truth. The truth and nothing but the truth, okay? As I am leaving you guys, I am putting on one of my incense to clear any negative energy or any weirdness as I uncovered in our conversation or anything that stirred up over there on your side. And incense has uh, metaphysical properties for clearing out um, energy um, and clearing up your space. So hopefully you'll feel a little bit of that clearing coming your way. So that's all I have for you today. Until next time, I want you to picture your legacy. Bye. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you have enjoyed it and learned something that can take you from diamond in the rough to crown jewel. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and this show, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back for our next juicy discussion, of course, about metaphysics, photography, and anything in between. Until then... Find me to the stars. Bon voyage.